Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk the season one finale of Loki, which is something I wasn't sure we were going to be like be able to say last yeah. week, but a spoiler for the mid-credit scene, it was kind of a weird mid-credit scene because it was yeah. just a confirmation that the show will be returning for a second season, but... Good, because there are some things, Aurora, that happened in this episode, but there were some things that didn't happen in this episode. And, of course, I'm talking about jet skis. So, clearly, this show needs to continue for at least one more season. Yeah. Um, And they they actually did the opposite of jet skis. I'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is the season one finale of Loki, episode six, called For All Time always and here we go uh so we are at this castle looking place when loki and sylvie are literally jump scared by miss minutes i think everybody was jump scared by miss minutes yes uh and she refers to this place as the citadel and for a moment my mass effect brain kicked in (laughs) but then i'm like okay yeah no no it's, it's something else um and miss minutes offers them a chance to turn around. Uh, She offers Loki, you know, we can reinsert you into the timeline where you win the Battle of New York. You can have the Infinity Gauntlet. You can kill Thanos. All this stuff. They offer Sylvie a chance to wake up with a a lifetime of happy memories instead. Mm -hmm. But they reject this offer. They want to see the creator, who Miss Minutes refers to as he who remains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in the meantime, Judge Ravana Renslayer leaves on a mission. Well, okay, so this just completely jumps. This is the problem when you're reading uh, a <laughs> Wikipedia description. This literally starts with her leaving on a mission to find free will. Uh, oh. <laughs> literally the last thing we see her doing. Which is okay. No you're mention jumpin- of Mobius. You're jumping over so much stuff here. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get around it. We'll you know what? We'll just read what this says, and then we'll just fill in all the missing gaps, like always. Right. Um, so after she receives information from he who remains, B fifteen proves to TVA troopers that their variant uh, proves their variant status to them by taking them back in time to 2018. I believe it's Ohio to a high school where we see Ravana Renslayer, the original, 
before she was taken away. She is a vice principal of a high school there. Uh, he who remains, though, he shows up. And it's uh, Jonathan Majors, who mm-hmm. is going to be playing Kang the Conqueror in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Although his playing Kang the Conqueror has never been actually confirmed. I thought that everybody was saying it so much, Aurora. I thought that it just was confirmed, that it was a fact. Mm-hmm. But they treat it, they treat his identity in this episode like a mystery. A mystery. Although... He definitely says some things that are like, if you know what he's talking about, then you know what he's talking about. Um, at, at one moment, he's like, "I people have called me many things. And one of those mm-hmm. many things was a conqueror. A conqueror, yeah. Uh, so he tells Loki and Sylvie that he ended a multiversal war caused by his own variants. He isolated his timeline and created the TVA. As he has grown weary... He offers them a choice. Kill him now, but we'll, but this will end the singular timeline, risking right. another multiversal war. Or he can become his chosen successors in overseeing the TVA and the singular timeline. Sylvie, she wants this guy dead. Loki, though, is pleading with her to stop. And they fight, they battle. Loki is trying to convince her that maybe this is not the right thing to do. He tries to convince her that he is not trying to play her, Mm -hmm. that he is just interested in making sure that she's okay because he's been where she is now. And they stop. She kisses him. They spin around and she opens a a time door with a tempad and pushes Loki through it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she turns around and then proceeds to kill he who remains. And his uh, his dying words, I believe, were something akin to, I'll see you soon. And he winks at her. Uh, unle- this essentially unleashes a multiverse with timelines that can no longer be pruned. At TVA headquarters, Loki runs up to Hunter B-15 and Mobius and tries to warn them about the variants of He Who Remains, but they do not recognize him. And Loki sees that a statue of one of the variants of Kang, the Conqueror, has replaced those of the Timekeeper statues. Uh, So yeah, that is our big bum 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 uh, at the end of the season. What did you think of episode six? Well, first of all, I have to say that I'm very disappointed that I did not see one single jet ski. Not even a hint. Yes. And when I said that they gave me the opposite, they gave me a Mobius that does not know Loki. (laughs) At all. No, they've gone backwards. (laughs) To me, that's the opposite of giving me Mobius in a jet ski. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's, they're definitely working their way backwards from that now actively. Yes. 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 Um, I have to say that this episode, I, I like this episode, mm-hmm. but there was a moment in the episode where Loki and Sylvie are sitting in that, I guess, Kang's uh, office. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like lair. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it was a lot of exposition. It was a lot, a lot of explanation. Oh, tons. Setting things up, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, is this going to be the whole episode? Just them, like, talking? Because Kinda. it felt like forever. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kept talking and just explaining the situation. Um, 
And then the last 10 minutes was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what happened? We see them kiss. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, we see uh, movies not recognize Loki. Uh, it was like boom, boom, boom. Just uh, what WTF? Like yeah. what happened? Um, so I guess that 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 will be my only criticism of this episode that it felt very slow in the middle. Yeah. And then in the last ten minutes was like, oh, okay, everything got wrapped up really quickly and with a lot of like, what's gonna happen next? Mm-hmm. Um, but. I really like uh, Tom Hiddleston's uh, performance in this episode. Oh, yeah. He was very good in this episode. He was so good when he was talking to Sylvie. Mm -hmm. I could feel that he actually cared for her. And you remember that last podcast I said, I'm worried that he's going to betray her. Yes. And it turned out that she betrayed him. Yeah. I mean, it can definitely be read that way. Um, Yeah. You could even read that the kiss was not genuine on her part. It was no, just a distraction. She, she pos- yeah, she positioned him with the kiss to throw him uh, out. Yes. Yeah. It's also possible that she loves him, but this is something she has to do. Yeah. It's also po- it's it's possible that could also be... It might not be a full betrayal. It might just be... Like, I understand where you're coming from, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she does say that we are not the same. They have, they are both Loki, but they have different life experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I like Tom Hiddleston's performance in this episode, Jonathan Majors was, oh, yeah. uh, I liked it, I think, but it was also weird. Um, Actually, I, yeah, because I don't know a lot about this character. I don't. I've no. not seen him in the comics, but what I do know is that people always portray him as a very scary villain. Yes, which is and not he what he was like here. Right. He was very laid back. He was a very chill guy. He was likable. He was likable. Yeah. So it's here's the thing, at least that I think is the thing. Uh, he talked about and and. I guess there's another thing that needs to be said here too, because the way that they talk about time in this episode, sometimes I sort of forget that the void and the TVA are locations that exist outside of time. The past, the present Mm -hmm. and the future are all simultaneously accessible to them. So when he talks about how one of his variants was an earth scientist who discovered the multiverse and discovered ways to open the doors between them and mentions that he was a scientist from the 31st century. I'm like, okay, that's way in the future. Like we've not even gotten there yet. Like, how could we even know this? And then I keep forgetting that they're in a place outside of time. That Mm -hmm, future mm -hmm. has already happened. That war had already happened. Uh, It's destruction and like the destruction of the timelines has already happened. And um, like to them, that stuff is also the past. And also the future kind of simultaneously. It's a bit of a headache. But mm-hmm. uh, he did sort of make it clear that there were a lot of these variants of himself that at first seemed very nice. But then eventually they encountered variants of themselves that were less good. Mm-hmm. And that's what really started the multiversal war. And that uh, one universe was threatening another and then they would do anything to protect their universe 
because it's the only universe they've ever known, that sort of thing. So I believe, and it's, it was difficult to believe him at first because he did seem very affable, but yes. I think, you know, in a show about Loki and Loki is very much bends towards deception. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help, but want to think that this guy was being deceptive but ultimately, I don't think that's the case. I think he was yeah. one of the good variants of Kang or whatever his his real name is. I don't remember what his not comic booky name is. I mean, and even Loki said, I think he's telling the truth. And if Loki thinks you're telling the truth, I think you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Loki's like, look, I'm really good at lying. I lie a lot. I don't think this guy is lying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't think he was either. And um, we got some we got some exposition here. We got some explanation for a lot of things like Elioth yes. exists because of the multiversal mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. It is a creature that was born from it that sort of just eats up all of that stuff, uh, that all of that matter and energy. Right. Uh, and he said that he weaponized it and used it to to essentially end the war and solidify all of the universes into one timeline. And obviously then you end up with your variants and stuff kind of here and there that needed to be pruned out. But he talked about the reason why the TVA was created. Uh, So in some ways, some of what I thought was going to happen happened, but in a lot of other ways, those things didn't happen. The TVA was legitimately created for the reason it was discussed in the show and it was created by Kang and it was not a situation where Kang was trapped there. Although he, in a way he kind of was, but it was really more of a self imprisonment. He needed to keep things moving. Otherwise the timelines would start splitting again and he didn't want to risk another one of those wars, but I will tell you this. Okay. If I put this much, much effort, into fixing a timeline. Mm-hmm. And so what kills me and I have to start all over again? Yeah. I will go insane. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean some of it is some of it is I think he had gone a little crazy. Um, yeah, I mean I, 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 maybe he has gone through this multiple times. It's maybe possible. He's gone in a, in a loop and he, you know, because he said, well, yes. maybe not because he said I know what's going to happen until now. Yeah, there did reach a point in their conversation where he said that they hit a threshold. And right. after this threshold, he did not know what was going to happen after this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, is it's important to note that this takes place outside of time and space. So right. the threshold was not hit in the year 2021 or whatever year the current MCU timeline is set in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in some whatever this was for him. There was some reset point, but after which he did not know what was going to happen next. And he's like, look, I can't keep doing this though. I'm he's like, I can't even tell you how old I am. It's Mm -hmm. been a long time and he didn't want to keep doing it, but he was hoping that they would be his successors. Now there were some big questions that didn't get an answer. Once Sylvie kills him, obviously that's it. The multiverse is opened up mm-hmm. and Loki sees the difference immediately from his perspective in the TVA. It is changed immediately. Right. Uh, 
that won't happen in some of the other Marvel movies. Like I suspect we will see the effect of this in the Spider-Man movie that's happening later this year and right, probably right. and obviously the Doctor Strange movie as well. But outside of those things, uh Loki was the first one to uh, experienced the change uh, directly. Mm-hmm. But there were some big questions here. So one of the questions is, what is the deal with Ravana Renslayer? Where is she going? What information was she mm-hmm. given? Because she too wanted to find out about who created this place. And Miss Minutes, in- instead of giving her all of the information about the creation of the TVA, said that he who remains would very much like for you to read this instead because he thinks it would be more helpful to you. And she, after Mobius and her have a confrontation, she leaves telling him that she is going to be going in search of free will and then disappears. There is like a higher form, a higher powered version of Ravana Renslayer in the comics. And maybe we will see that person, uh, reappear at some point but for now Mm -hmm. she's disappeared my biggest question coming into this episode was not answered aurora which is what's the deal with sylvie why was why was she targeted i still in my in my mind i still believe it's because she's the loki who wins i mean she opened the multiverse right like that that has to be the event the, the thing that they were trying to prevent. Possibly. Yeah. And yeah, that, eh, but that, that feels like this sort of, that feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy though. Like the only mm-hmm. reason she wanted to kill him in the first place was because she was just taken as a child and had to grow up the way yeah. that she grew up. Um, now maybe they saw that, I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult to say because he says that he sees everything. Like he literally knows everything right. that's going to happen. So did he not know that when they took her, that she would escape and then they would then reach this point? Cause it feels like, you know, if that's the case, then it would seem safer to, I don't know. Maybe he thought he could convince her to take over. Instead, well, I mean, he but, he did see all, all of this because he said everything that has you have gone through has led you here. I've always seen you end yes. up here. He paved the road. They just yeah. walked on it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that sort of thing is a little brain twisty for me. Like, I'm yeah. not entirely sure. Or I, yeah, I don't really know. 100%. I, I, ha- I had a question for you because mm-hmm. I thought this was really interesting. So okay. when they, when they um, kiss, before they kiss... He says, I just want to make sure that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And then she kisses him. And then she says, but I'm not you. Yes. Which is really weird because you him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like that's, I don't know. That's telling us something. Yeah. I I mean, I taking it at face value, I think it's just her way of saying, like, we're not the same person. But I mean, maybe there is a deeper meaning to all I of feel it. Like there's a deeper meaning for that because they say she says that with them kissing, which is it's just shocking thing to see. Because mm-hmm. it's like if you're kissing yourself, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that you is know, like super weird. Very weird, it's very weird. And then yeah. she says that, and I was like, 
I feel like this is very significant for some reason. Yeah. I mean, we sort of made the joke about like self-love and things like that. But I mean, there's a high probability that if I came across another version of me that we would probably get along, uh, even though it would still be very strange. But I can't really imagine falling in love with me. Right, right. I will love to find my evil version. (laughs) Are we really sure about that, Aurora? I don't know if we want to unleash that. I want to see me being evil because I'm always so nice. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like, can this, the, I mean, look, uh, if if the question being asked is, is it even possible? The answer is yes, of course it is, because the multiverse is infinite. Yes. So definitely somewhere out there, there is an evil Aurora. But yes. that's terrifying <laughs> to me. Uh, I mean, there's like an evil me out there somewhere, too. And that doesn't seem very plausible. But (laughs) in an infinite multiverse, I I guess there is there is such a thing. I mean, there's clearly a world out there where Thanos rides around in a yellow helicopter. So if that's possible, there's definitely like an evil Aurora somewhere. A hundred percent. Yes. There's definitely like a queen Aurora of Earth somewhere. That'll be great. That'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) It just started on a quest for a PS5, but how it ended was a whole nother story. Um, I can't... (laughs) um, I can't even... There's so many... Like, this is one of those things where I'm not even sure of the questions that I want to ask yet. Yeah. Uh, There's so many things. I Look, I know this episode has received some backlash... Um, and I I know some people, um, I've talked to some people who would have liked more action in the episode and aren't so big on a bunch of exposition. And, uh, I myself pref, like I prefer to get my exposition sort of sprinkled throughout Mm -hmm. the story and have the characters learn a little bit, but I guess they really wanted to preserve some things in this episode. So there was just a lot of exposition being doled out in this one episode, which doesn't really bother me because I'm so into space and time and multiverse stuff. I find all of those topics fascinating. So I don't mind them talking about those things at all. That doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. like even a little bit, but uh, I think what I saw bothered people the most is I mean out, maybe outside of Jonathan Major's performance because I think they were expecting him to be a villain villain, mm-hmm. but I think we're sort of seeing like the proto Kang here. We're yeah. seeing like a not bad or, or or evil version of that character, and we will later. And I presume he will play the character differently then. Right. But I think one thing that uh, and and for me like I can understand this point a little bit because for me it still puts this show behind WandaVision uh, mm-hmm. just because WandaVision had a very settled story that will continue in some fashion, but definitely had a definitive ending to it. And it's not necessarily that this show didn't because season finales are often not definitive endings because right. the show will continue. But I think some people were upset because this feels more like a bridge, um, yeah. kind of like how Avengers age of Ultron felt like a bridge that needed to be built in order to get to, 
like Infinity War and yeah, Endgame. Yeah. And this is obviously a bridge to movies like Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, it even serves technically as a bridge to What If, which is the show that we will be talking about next. Um, so, uh, although I don't know how canon that show is going to be, but perhaps it's a hundred percent canon if the multiverse is open and mm-hmm. in a in a multiverse of infinite possibilities, these things canonically happened in those universes. Uh, so, I suppose in that sense that it that it will be, but. I think some people are upset that this show served as a bridge to those events, which I understand uh, if people are upset by that and obviously to each their own. To me, I love the interconnected nature of the the Marvel Universe, and sometimes you need to build a bridge to get from one piece of land to the next piece of land. That doesn't yeah. mean the bridge is useless. Without the bridge... You have no way of getting from one place to the next. Yeah. Uh, so this show I mean, I, served I its purpose. Have an, an, I mm-hmm. didn't have an issue with how it ended. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the show, every episode has been so good. Yeah. That in the if we look at all the episodes together, I feel like this one was the one that I liked the least. It's probably the weakest. Yeah. And which, I still liked it. But yeah. compared to the other ones, this one I liked the least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's understandable because this was the end of the, the bridge. It wasn't like a completed project. This, mm-hmm. this leads us down the path they want to take the other movies and shows. And then I presume when the show comes back for a second season, they will attempt to, uh, cause my theory on the multiverse stuff is that will be fun for a little bit, but I don't think that's going to be, uh, I don't think that's going to be a like, I don't think that's going to be the MCU going forward forever. I feel like we're going to spend some time there. They're going to do some movies, possibly use this as an excuse to bring in some characters uh, from, uh, I I don't know if you saw the, the Hugh Jackman tease that he posted on his social media. Yes. Yes. Uh, But he Mm -hmm. posted it. He posted an MCU kind of tease and, Quite yep. frankly, as much as I loved Logan, I wouldn't be mad getting to see Hugh Jackman get to play the character that he made famous on television uh, or in, or on film. I mean, uh, getting to see him do that in the actual MCU. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how likely that is. He may have just been teasing it. But, you know, this opens, you know, if you want an excuse for how Deadpool ends up in the MCU or if you want an excuse about how the Fantastic Four show up. Or, you know, you name it. Anybody who's been uh, absent or obviously the plans that they have for that Spider-Man movie, it sounds like that's very multiverse uh, related. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they'll use this as their, I mean, obviously as a way to have fun, uh, a way to set up a big story. uh, Because obviously what, uh, I mean, I don't know where you go up in stakes from here, but they did manage to up the stakes from Thanos and half the life in the universe to a multiversal war is, uh, the stakes have been raised. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like you can do that though. And then close the loop on that. And then I don't know you, I have no clue where you go from there, but to be honest, Aurora, I didn't know where you would go from 
Infinity War. So (laughs) uh, they find ways to do that. And yeah, so I'm not mad, but uh, I I still rather like this episode. It's it's probably the weakest from like an overall fun and action standpoint. Um, Still a really good episode. Uh, in a series full of really good episodes. Do you have any final thoughts on this one, Aurora? And what would you give it? I was just going to mention two things. I I love the lighting and colors in this episode. Everything, every shot was beautiful, especially when they were talking to Kang. And uh, I love the beginning where we hear all the Avengers talking. Oh, that was very interesting. And we hear like Nelson Mandela later and then Greta and... We had we hear uh, Vision say that f- amazing line of oh. grief but not love persevering." Oh, yes, it was so good that that intro was great. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and then literally we open up on like the camera surfs us around the. Uh, it looked like the the birth of like an, another universe, and mm-hmm. then we literally like go surfing on the timeline. We literally see it because uh, the timeline, you can see it out the window of the citadel where kang lives like the timeline is just out there you can just see it yes um and you can see it branching later i love that opening mm-hmm. too i thought that was yeah. excellent i never ever skip the marvel intro ever <laughs> i love it it's always good yeah mm-hmm. um but i gave this episode a four okay yeah i gave this one a four as well mm-hmm. uh good episode really good episode just can, for what they were doing, I mean, this was this was really good for what they were doing. Um, this wouldn't be, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a. I would say it was a good season finale, uh, but I could have done with a little more uh, fun action stuff. Yes, and a little less exposition. But obviously, yeah, that, they had that, a lot to get through. I thought that Mobius was gonna like kick or slayer's oh spot. yeah mobius i guess is just not <laughs> much of a fighter yeah <laughs> that was so disappointing i was like that was it yeah he's mobius, like i'll go after you yeah <laughs> she kicks his ass and he's like well i guess you know that was to be expected uh i mean look at least he's uh at least he's honest with himself about yes. it yes i guess <laughs> <laughs> um okay so that ends this crazy round of the MCU on Disney Plus, but we will be back soon enough. I believe What If begins on August 11th. So um, I think somewhere in there. Uh, so a, a little under a month's time. Okay. And we'll be back with more of that fun stuff to talk about. In the meantime, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this podcast, along with all of our others, is a listener supported. And I continue to thank you for your support. Uh, there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly and our merch store, geeklymerch.com. In fact, I am in honor of this uh show uh this loki show aurora i'm gonna launch another shirt very soon uh as well that is loki oriented uh as well so uh links for all of those things are available in the show notes for this episode you can also find this podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher and spotify just search for podcasters of shield hit subscribe and that way you can come back in, in a few weeks time where aurora and i will talk about episode one of what if on disney plus Plus.